Welcome to Pull the Pin Already Boot Camp. I'm your host, Tim. With me as usual is Mike, and our special guest today is Alicia. Hello. All right, all right. A little delay there, but all right, y'all ready? To, let's pull the pin. That was the that was the Barbie wave delay. Yeah, it was. <laughs> hey, Alicia, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Mr. Mike James? Ooh, say it again. Babe, how are you doing? <laughs> anyway, we're not even 37 seconds in, and I'm not sure I'm gonna make it through this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, for the people out there, Alicia, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself being a, the vet that you are? Yes, I would love to. So I'm Alicia, Alicia James, everyone. Yes, I have the same last name as Mike James. I'm sure he'll tell you more about that why later. Um, but I was in the Army. I was an intelligence officer in the United States Army. Um, I'm now a vet. Um, I did my time. I'm out. And I now work for Corporate America. Actually started something new just this week on Monday in cybersecurity. Um, so that's been fun. Um, I have a lot going on and a lot to talk about tonight. All right. So let me let me get the first dig in here first. Um, so you were in intelligence and you married some guy named Mike? I did. I did. I don't know how intelligent I was then when I decided to marry him. But Wait, you said army intelligence. Never mind. That, I get it. That's an oxymoron, right? Yeah. I totally yeah. agree because I probably should have went Air Force. Everybody says I know better. Yeah, you had a guaranteed job when you got out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, or like they say, intelligence officer. Really? Really? Okay. All right. So are you so you said you're in cybersecurity now. You're not doing anything with the military whatsoever? No, I do not. Um no, not at all. Okay. Absolutely zero. I have a lot of military friends, if that matters. And I have, we have a daughter who is in the military, actually. Mm. Um, and so other than that, I'm kind of hands off these days. I'll focus on my family, uh, a mother of two little people that's still running around the house and a one-eyed dog. So between that and my husband, I don't really have time for much of anything else but work. Oh, I thought the one-eyed dog was your husband. <laughs> I'm so off off track here. How how long were you in the military? I was in for eight years. Oh gosh, I always get it mixed up. Eight yeah. years. So I did a delayed entry program. I don't even know if they still have that. I don't think they do. Do they? No, I, I think they stopped that. Uh, delayed entry program. So what that is, um, just because Jim is looking like I don't even know what that is. Um, I don't know if you know or not, Jim, but. Um, that's when I was still in high school. I decided to go into the military while I was still in high school. So my um, junior year, my grandmother had to sign for me to go into the military. I went to basic training for some of my junior year when everybody else was partying up, having fun. Went back to high school, graduated, went to AIT. And then I went to a school called Marion Military Institute, which is a military college in Marion, Alabama, where I received my commission as an officer. Um, from there, I went to the University of Alabama, Roll Tide, and did a few more years as an intelligence officer in the Army, was able to travel. I enjoyed my time in the Army. I know we say, oh, I should have went Air Force, but um, I am who I am today, which is, I would consider myself a very successful woman. 
um, because of the army. So I really appreciate my time in the military. Wow. So you were in Alabama. Oh yeah. Real tight. I was in Alabama Alabama. too. You from Alabama? Yes. Alabama's home. That is home. My mom is there. My aunts, my uncles, my cousins, all my folks. Did did Mike ever ever tell you I was in Hawaii? (laughs) He loves my Hawaii stories. He did not. <laughs> but yeah, I had I had a good time in Alabama. A little crazy, but I had a good time. I, that was the first time I ever discovered that uh, traffic laws are a lot different around the country. You can literally take a flashlight, tape it to the hood of your car, and that's a headlight. Come on, Jim. Come on. For <laughs> real. What part of Alabama were you in, Jim? Mobile. And, Aniston, right? Isn't it? You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it said, yeah. just, don't don't be trying to dig mobile. Don't do that. Don't do us like that. I only said that because last time I was in Alabama, her mama had the same flashlight on the hood of the truck. That's all no, I'm saying. Right, no. right. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know if they build houses there or everybody just moves trailers in, but that was like the highlight. I know I liked it. I really did like it. There were some fun people there. You started this off really well, Jim. I was liking it for a minute. I like like this, Jim. Go ahead, Jim. Say something else. Mike gave me the lecture, so he's like, I can't just go after him. So, (laughs) All right, now. Y'all get off of us, Bama. Good old Southern hospitality people. That's right. Roll wide. Roll wide. Good love down there. Yeah. The Piggly Wigglies, right? Row wide, yeah, row wide. I mean, pickly wiggly. He said, He said, You got a lot of pickly wigglies down there. He said, Roll wide. He tried yeah. to get out of it now. Yeah, yeah. Moving on, Mr. New York. Moving on, <laughs> best college team ever. Right. Our record, our record shows that we're the worst. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, let me ask you something. Being that we're talking about the military, uh, I don't know. Like you said, you don't you don't have anything to do with the military, you know, no affiliation whatsoever. But for what you've probably heard on the news or whatever, uh, how would you compare the military today versus when you were in? Oh gosh, what is the politically correct way oh. to say it? Let me see, because I know I'm, I'm I don't want to offend anyone. But um, it's definitely not what it was when I was in. Um, I think it has become where I feel as if they're pacifying these soldiers now. Um, You know, it's like we're trying to conform, or I say we, like I'm still in, um, but they are trying to conform to civilian ways. And that shouldn't be what it's about, you know? So I, I think some years ago, and I, I did not research this, but many years ago, I first heard that when they're in basic training, they can kind of wave like a white flag or they have some kind of stress card or something mm-hmm. um, where if the drill sergeant is in their face and it's like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm like, what the heck? Can I curse? Can I say what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe you can bleep that out. And um, I'm like, what the hell? What kind of military is this? And so it seems to me that things have gotten um, a little bit even more interesting, especially over the past few weeks. I think we all have heard about these new regulations that have come out. Um, When I first saw it on Facebook, a lot of females was posting, oh, I have my earrings. I have my pearls. I'm like, oh, they could 
they can wear jewelry now. That's nice. And um, what I came to find out was it was way more than just earrings. And like, this is a mess. Like, what is this? You can wear your hair down. You can have color in your hair. You can have nail polish. You can have this. You can have that. And I think that we're just trying to conform to civilian ways a little bit too much. I, I think I would, uh, I would, I would have a different difference of opinion, only because I've seen other military, uh, you know, countries military women overseas, and they've already been there. So just because they have, that means we should. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like you say, it's kind of like uh, trying to conform to the civilian. I would think that it, yeah, it could be true, first and foremost, but I. Have, it's like the other militaries are doing it, so maybe we're just trying to be like them. Oh. Yeah. So, so just a side note here, I have some domestic violence intervention training, so I will know when to kind of chime in when I need to. Uh, but <laughs> we don't fight wars the same way anymore, right? We just drone everything, right? So why not? Let them let their hair down, let them put their nails on. Who cares? It's not like we are like have a military or anything. We're not trying to win a war. So what the heck? I hope, and I hope we don't try to win one anytime soon because I think it's all about discipline. And to me, it, it has taken on a level of discipline there. Um, a lot of my, well, much of my discipline came from my grandmother, rest her soul. The lady was crazy. Um, so I, I was disciplined before I went in. However, um, I, I got a lot of my discipline and um, some of the, the way that I flow in my life was because of the things that I could not do. And I saw everybody else around me doing it, but I couldn't do because there were rules and regulations and discipline put in place. And now I just don't think that that's the case. Right. You'd think that's important if you're going to fight a war, right? I would hope so. Even yeah, if it's I mean, like a button for a drone, I still think you need that type of discipline for that. Sure, like oh, the so fields you, of fire when they cross, you know, you don't want to shoot your other, you know, you have to have some sort of discipline, right? I would hope so. Well, yeah, I mean, but so you're, do you feel like everything's connected in that if you lose discipline, some of your discipline in that, uh, the arena of appearance, do you feel like it's going to just, like, uh, it's going to seep down to other areas, like like you said, when you go to war? Something like that. I think that appearance should not be the first thing you're concerned about if you're going to war or even in the military when you're going to work on a daily basis and you're preparing yourself for war, right? That's your mindset. Then I don't think that the first thing on your mind should be, let me put on my stud earrings and make sure that my nails are looking good. I mean, I like that stuff now. And when I got out the military, oh yeah, I was ready to put my nails on. I mean, they're yellow, black, white, gold all kinds of colors right now. Um, but I've earned the right to do that. And I'm not in anybody's military right now. When, when I was in, um, that wasn't important. Mm. It, was, it wasn't a part of my daily routine. Do you go on work looking decent? Right. Based on the regulations that were in place. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, so would you, would you agree with, if they came up with, um, uh, non-wartime appearance versus wartime appearance? No, because you're always, you should always be preparing for war. Hmm. It's not about if it's wartime or not. You're always in preparation for war. When I was in the military, that was always our mindset. 
One standard, right. And right. the reason why is because you're always in preparation for war. Always. You should always move as if you're in a wartime or at least preparing for a wartime situation. So when you wake up, when you're in the military and you wake up to go to work today, your job is to focus on what if. That's why we have different programs or different groups in the military because you all have to come together on one accord. So you have to work daily as if you're going to go to war tomorrow. That's the way that you have to think. That is what the military is for. That is what the Army, Marines, Navy, Air Force, it doesn't matter. That is what they are for. This isn't just a job to say, oh, I got a job in the Army and, you know, I'm sitting at my desk typing away. I just got to know you're preparing for war. When you're out in the field, you're preparing for war. Even when you're in your office, you're preparing for war. So to have a different regulation between peacetime and wartime is insanity to me. It makes okay. no sense to me. So you think it should just be one standard across the board? Yes, one standard. And if you are going to allow people to wear their blingy earrings and fashionable jewelry and hair hanging down out on the field during wartime, then I guess that's okay. But if they can't do it then, they shouldn't be able to do it now. It absolutely makes no sense. Okay. So how do you feel like for uh, when you have women who get the uh, extensions in their hair and things like that, and then they 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 can't meet the, what was it, 670-1? The uh, the yeah. regulation, I'm jolly great. Yeah, um, 670-1. If, if they get the extensions and they can't, then they shouldn't have got those extensions. And nope. whoever their commanding officer or sergeant is, they're setting them up for failure if they don't correct them. And I have seen and I've heard them say, oh, well, I paid all this money. Well, I'm sorry, ma'am. You're in the military now. This is not civilian life. You should not have done that. You should know your regulation. And if this is going to be the way to ensure you understand it's because you spent hundreds of dollars on these extensions and now you have to take them out, then I'm sorry. I think next time you'll think twice before you get it in your hair. So what about those people who feel uh, one standard across the board, that's it? No male standard versus female standard, just one standard. You know, when it comes to, I, I don't, I think that's a little extreme, Mike James. Um, female and male, it's it's different. I said it's, those people who feel that way. Oh, oh those way. people. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, I thought that was you. I um, thought she was one of those people. Um, I might be one of those people. <laughs> oh, let's hear about it, Jim. Well, I, I just wanted to say thank you guys for like keeping the show going while I was not here because my <laughs> internet went out. First time we've ever had Army Intelligence Cyber Person on and my internet goes out twice. I'm telling you. Not I'm really sure what's up with that, but... You'll think twice about talking about Alabama next time. <laughs> Didn't know they were well-connected, but duly noted. <laughs> roll Tide. It's new age. Oh, yes, Roll Tide. Your internet will stay on for the rest of the night. And we're bringing it back to the show. Bringing it back. Reel it back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, 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 I do have an opinion like that. I do believe a standard because I, I was listening to you as you were saying about, you know, we got to be ready for war. We got to be ready for war. So if I have to drag a body out of combat, uh, you have to drag one. We should both be able to drag one. Right. So Absolutely. I am not opposed to 
having different standards, but in that case, there should be only specific jobs. Like I'm all about having uh, jobs for people who can't drag bodies as support because I think everyone can help in the military. Mm-hmm. But I think just like as if you're going special forces, you have to meet a certain criteria. So I'm, I'm all for having different standards in the military. I'm just not like when we lean into like we talk about women in combat. Now, unless you're carrying those job positions that don't require you to get in there and drag bodies out from a firefight, then so be it. And that even applies to men who can't do it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, I think maybe I differ a little bit. Well, yeah. Well, I have a question. Let me make sure I understand um, where you're at on this, Jim. So do you or do you not believe that women can or should be in combat, that they can have those special force jobs if they choose to? On the surface, yes, I think anyone who can do the job should be able to do the job on the surface. But that's excluding all the other things because we even had a whole episode about this because there are other factors that women bring to combat that are somewhat uncontrollable uh, that we have to mitigate during those times. And I'm talking about a lot of feminine issues that, you know, come up and stuff like that. That's not something to be played with. That's not something you can just make go away just because you're in combat. You know, right. I, I think those things do play a part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think even with that being said, and like you said, you guys have already had a show on this, so I won't get too deep into it. But I definitely feel like if a woman chooses that that's something they want to do, if they want to be in, we all know this movie, so I'm going to use this as a reference. If they all want to be a G.I. Jane, if there's some true, real G.I. Jane badasses out there, then let them be that G.I. Jane badass, because let's be honest, it's some women out there who are stronger, have more courage and bolder than some of the men out there, especially some of the men that they let in the army these days. But anyways, um, that's a different topic. So if they are out there and that's what they want to do, and I totally agree with you, you need to be able to handle the duties of the job. It's just like if you go out and work for FedEx or UPS, they tell you you got to be able to pick up so many pounds. If you can't deliver a package, then you probably shouldn't be working for UPS or FedEx. So if you can't pull a body out of combat and that's one of the duties of your job, then no. Um, so not with those special, whatever, special jobs that require certain skills, you agree one standard across the board because there's a standard for men and there's a reason for that standard. Like you guys talked about a couple of times already about dragging a body out of, uh, out of a war zone or out of combat, right? So there's a reason why we have these standards or now they have the standards for those uh, jobs. So if you can't meet that standard, we're not going to lower the standard so you can go in. No, absolutely not. If it is um, a requirement to do the job properly and efficiently, no, no standard should be lowered to bring in a certain group or a certain person should be allowed. If these are the standards to get this job done in the right manner, then let's let's not lower it. No, I don't agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> Mike James, I do not think you would look anywhere as hot in that that uh, orange Hooters outfit as at least you would. So just saying, I'm not changing the standards. So why should the military send us pictures or it didn't happen? <laughs> okay. All right. That was a good one, Jim. That was a good one. So you agree women should be able to go to combat, Alicia? Yes. 
Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, no problem with it at all. No, zero. So what do you do for those those moments, those times, those things? What do you do for that stuff? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not a woman, but I have a daughter. And I know when certain things happen, I know about them. I just know I, there's no way I don't know about them. Absolutely. Same thing that um, a man would do if you have a stomachache. You know, if you're sick, if you somebody kicked you in your balls or something and they swell, I don't know. It's the same thing that you would do. Women have ways around those things. If I go camping out in the woods, um, and I mean camping, not glamping. I'm more of a glamping type these days. But um, if I go camping out in the woods and know that time comes, then there's ways that you deal with it. You're prepared for it. We know when it's coming. It's not like it's just something that normally pops up, not unless your body or something is out of whack. I mean, you figure it out. You figure it out when you have a job to do. Women, mm. this is the thing. Women have been figuring it out for years mm. of challenging situations, whether it's with our husbands or with our kids, we have figured it out. So I'd be damned if somebody tell me if, if my period comes on and I'm out there in the woods or I'm out there on the front line fighting that I'm not going to figure it out. And furthermore, if I'm out there on the front line in combat and my period come on and my pants get who gives a shit? Like, I'm not worried about it. Then the people around me don't need to be worried about it, too. All you need to be worried about is I'm handling my business and I have my rifle, whatever, in my hand, and I'm willing to fight the enemy. We'll figure all that other stuff out later. That's not right. it. So, so I oh. want to say something really ignorant. She just Uh-oh. did. Mm. Because, you know, in the Army, we had noise and light discipline. Well, you know, there are some certain other disciplines that come with that, that like, you know, as long as you're downwind, it's cool, but (laughs) there are other challenges, you know, it's not just like, put it in a Ziploc bag and call it a day. (laughs) When you had to, in the military, when you had to take a dog, a crap, what did you do when you're out there? The whole place smells like crap. All right, so some something else added to it. You're not helping, Jim. You're not helping. <laughs> that I, don't think help I don't think that's it. Look, anything that bleeds that long and doesn't die, I, I, they should be on the front lines. <laughs> there you go. If you can there handle you that, then come on. Blood ain't a problem. Hey. You don't have a problem well, with sick blood. And I think I, I think we've seen enough guys who are in training or doing whatever, and they have, like Alicia just mentioned, a stomach ache, and next thing you know, they get pulled. Mm-hmm. Now, you're talking about someone on there having a cycle, and the cramps they have to deal with, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're a lot stronger than a lot of guys out there. <laughs> There's no doubt. I, th- I think one of, one of my biggest, really biggest hang-ups with that is it's not even about women. It's about the, how the men behave when women are around. And that's and I, sad. It is sad. sad. And, and that's where you talk about the discipline. It gets really sad. And I've seen it way too many times. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about that where I said, well, there is, once again, referencing that movie, G.I. Jane, when he said that she's not the problem, we're the problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Women are not the problem. In that context of what you're just talking about, Jim, we're mm-hmm. the problem. And we'll use that. And, you know, some guys will use that excuse. Well, I never had to deal with that before. And then, it's a distraction. It's a distraction where I'm more, I lean more towards what Alicia was just talking about, where if you're really and truly on the front line, dude, the TNA is not going to distract me. 
Exactly. It's not, it's not right. yes. And if you have the discipline that the special forces or the infantry or whomever you are have trained you for, then that's not going to be something on your mind. And if it is, then maybe you're the one who's not in the right place. And even though it's not something that they're used to, there's a lot of things that we are not used to in this world that if it happens or when it happens, we learn to get used to it real fast. So they'll learn to get used to it real fast or they'll just find the door because there's somebody else willing to step up to the plate and say, hey, this isn't a problem for me. So, and I think it's it's the old heads, we like to call them, right? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. I think that's how that goes. Um, but the right uh, treats, you can yeah, teach right. anybody anything. You know, yeah. hey. Yeah. But that, that's been always when, like I said, is is... You know, like I get what you're saying. It's like, it's us, it's us, it's us. But the easy answer would be to just keep that out because then you don't have to worry about retraining or uh, integrating all the men that do it. So yeah, even it, if it's not an excuse, it's an easier solution. Yeah, easy and um, right. Yeah, I, I agree. But it's, once again, going back to an earlier episode, I say if you just put it out there, the only way we're going to get used to it is when you just put it out there and you just keep it going, you know? Just do it. Yeah, just do it. And then people get used to it and then it becomes nothing. You take the sensation out of it. Yeah, I think that what, what Alicia said before, though, makes sense, though. It, the G.I. Jane, there's not a lot of them. So no. it's not like you can just flood the, the military with yeah. a bunch yeah. of women so they all get used to women being around in the front lines. Right, there's not right. a lot of them. So right. even as you cycle women in, you're going to be cycling men out and, and other units. and yeah. So it's going to be a constant getting used to problem. Yeah. Yeah, but why is it that it, it, it does not have to be a problem, um, especially if you put rules and regulations in place to ensure it's not a problem? And the way that you ensure something is not a problem, as soon as that little thing starts peeking its head out, you get rid of it. You chop it off real fast and you get them out of there. That's the problem in society. It's the problem in the army. It's we're scared to move. They're scared to, to, to have some actions in place. So nobody have time for all that nonsense. As soon as you have that person who has a problem with this female being around, go, bye, you out of here. What's then that little you... thing popping out she's talking about, Mike? Oh, not that little thing. Oh, I couldn't even hear the rest of what you were saying. I was sitting here I shivering. I why you started looking like that. I was shivering like, what is she talking about? That little thing pops out, get rid of it. Well, hey, if well, that one pops out too because the female come around. Well, well, but here, let me ask you this though, Lisa, because we're all taking, well, I don't want to say we're all taking, I can't speak for you, but it's, it's the assumption that the problem is the male problem. What if it's not? What if it's the behavior of the female that is creating the problem? If it's her behavior, then she's in the wrong place. This is the thing. You're going to always have what ifs always we can what if this to death there's a million and one what ifs but the thing is do we continue down this path of what ifs instead of just doing the right thing do we continue well, because it's, until we do it we really don't know until they get out there and they allow this to happen and they start showing people that this can happen and the right people are in place, the right regulations in place, and the right people to ensure that um, the regulations, what's the word I'm looking for here? Help me out, Mike James. Um, policies? Well, the policies are adhered by, then we're going to continue to what if this. 
So it's not about what if it's the soldier, the male soldier or the female soldier. What if it goes right? What if well, we don't have these problems? Yeah, I, I understand the, the whole, con like I said, if, if I would have just pulled my experience, I did 10 years active duty, uh, 15, 14 reserves. If I would have pulled my experience, I don't know any GI Janes. I know women who were tougher than me, but they all ended up in some sort of drama in every unit, every deployment I've ever been on. It's never been like, she's just a soldier, let her do her thing. It's always been, uh, well, that dude's married. Why is he talking to her? Or that, why is she with, with, it's always been, in my experience, obviously it's anecdotal. But so if I'm an old head or not, whatever, in my experience, it's been something where, is this really going to work if you're trying to integrate this and what you're bringing in is, is part of the problem? Jim, you know, I question these women that you were around and some of these units that you were in, yeah. if that was all you saw, because unfortunately, um, I didn't see much of that in the units I was in as an officer it was something that I didn't allow um, in my company. Um, if I did see it, then we cut that off real quick. I was never one to be in drama ever. She said she ever. was an officer and she yeah. didn't see anything. Duh. <laughs> I mean, let's go back. I didn't see that much of it. I saw it and I've, I've had to correct it. Like I've had to correct things, whether it was female drama or male drama. Yes, I saw it. Okay. I'm not saying that I didn't see it at all, no, but no, the way I was, you was in for 10 years. I was saying I was, that we, we don't, we hide those things from officers. It's not like you're going to see it. That's what I was saying. But I was yeah. a cool officer. I was a young officer. I was cool. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Everybody I, liked me. You must have been. I mean, you must have been cool. Somebody married you, right? I wasn't an officer then. Were you guys, did you get married while you were in the military? Oh, no. No. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, that I makes more sense. never friend. Well, you have the military <laughs> high intelligence went higher, so. <laughs> Say that again? I said, when, once you got out of the military, your intelligence went higher. Oh, is that what that was? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so he, I decided he, to marry you. He originally said it wasn't until you got married that your intelligence went up, but he stopped that right when you said, what did you say? Oh, Jim, Jim, Jim. <laughs> I feel my brain cells deteriorating now. That's how it is when I do a show with you. <laughs> Oh, he, don't act like he gets the worst of it. This is just the, this is the only chance I get. Right yeah, now. exactly, right? <laughs> He's uh -oh. always... So do you believe that women in wartime or in combat for those certain jobs need to be like the G.I. Jane? When you say they need to be like the G.I. Jane. For in... those jobs. Let's, let's take the movie, for for example, right? Navy SEALs. Mm -hmm. One standard across the board. I mean, she went from head to toe with standard. What's the standard? I'm going to meet that standard. And if you meet the standard, leave me alone. Hey, I'm graduating with the guys, the rest of the team or whatever. That's that's your position. If if the standard is about, let's, let's, let's so let's break it down just slightly. We're not going to go all into detail. But if a female, I'm not saying that she needs to go in there and shave her hair off, okay? She needs to go bald. It has yeah, there's a reason behind that. What's the reason behind that? Is it yeah. going to make her do her job better? No, it's like when you're in certain uh, uh, um, locations, 
you know, the shorter your hair, you'll be able to uh, keep certain insects or whatever. What is it? Uh, ticks or whatever out of it. Because if you have all that hair, now nah, it can affect you. If, if that's the case and it's part of something to ensure that she does her job well, then yes. Yeah, it has if to do with personal hygiene, like if you're in the jungle or something. If, if that's the case, then yes. As long as these rules and regulations that are in place are to ensure that the job is done at a satisfactory or whatever that level is, as long as it's done in that manner and it's for that, then yes, it should be the same across the board. Yeah, but if she's allowed to smell like that, I don't think the hair matters. Listen, I don't know where you get this smell from because I'm sure if you guys ain't wiping your asses when you out there, oh gosh, I just said that. Total different smell. If y'all ain't wiping y'all behinds, then y'all all smelling anyways and you're probably smelling yourself, okay? The smell of my poop does not attract bears. <laughs> what, what makes, oh my gosh, I cannot with you, Jim. She'll just have a couple baby wipes with her, wipe it up, <laughs> wipe, dig a hole, put it in a hole, and go ahead about your business. Speaking of digging a hole, <laughs> I'm glad out the military now. Okay, all right. Um, I don't know how much time we lost because of that technical difficulty, Jim. You want me to go on to another question? That's your call. I mean, it's up to Alicia's. Yeah, let's talk about something else. Okay, so, okay, I asked you about the military today versus yesterday. But uh, let's talk about America. Mm -hmm. The state of America today. What are your thoughts on it? Wow, it's it's all over the place, my thoughts. Uh, I, I, I hope that because of, and we won't get too political here, you know, I'm not big on politics, Mike knows that, but um, I will hope that we are starting or will soon be in a better place now that we have a a new president and a new staff. Um, As far as when I look at America, based on where we were two years or three or even four years ago, it's not in the best place. I mean, COVID has attacked us harder than anything. Um, And it seemed as if when it rained, it poured, right? Um, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd. um, And I mentioned George George Floyd because the case is happening this week, right? I think we're on like day three or day four. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But that's happening and it just, just stuff just poured down on us hard. I will say this, those of us who stood strong who watched family members pass away because of COVID, who watch um, Black Lives Matter go through what African-Americans went through, especially our African-American males. Um, Those who stood on those front lines, the heroes, those who fought in the hospitals to control COVID as much as they can. Those are some people I think when we are out of this, their strength, is going to be stronger than ever. And that's the positive sides of looking at things. I know that so many lives are lost and none of us who are living today have probably ever experienced anything like this. Even our great grandparents who are still living today, um, they've never experienced anything like this, but I do believe and I stand on my faith to know that um, it's gonna get better. Um, It's gonna get better, but it, it, it takes people coming together. It takes that sign uh, behind me, kindness matters. 
for people and for us to get through this. And I hope that, you know, anybody who's listening to this, just be kind to one another. It's too simple. It's too damn easy to be kind. It's too easy to smile at someone regardless, you know, whether I'm black, I'm white, I'm female, I'm Asian, I'm Latina, it, it doesn't matter. And if you smile like Mike James is smiling, you're probably going to scare someone. Um, <laughs> but at least you're being kind. <laughs> I, I only smile like that when I'm around racist people like Jim. Imagine. You'll get me all the episode. The whole episode you'll get me. Right? Out in the atmosphere. Oh, it's been out. It's been out all oh, it's been out for about 20 well, years now. I, I look, if it was true, I'd probably get mad. Now, like, <laughs> and I'm a serious I'm serious. Like we had a whole shindig <laughs> breakdown draw the whole racism. My problem with racism is that to me racism is, is very um, serious, you know what I mean? But I think it's being overused again. Like, if you want to talk prejudice, discrimination, I think that's widely happening all over in all sorts of everything. But racism to me is something that's, to me, first of all, it's really hard to be because that would have to assume an entire race and you'd have to really define a race. Like, for example, you know, you call me white, but am I really white? White's like, like what, like white, white or red, white, or like, you know, I mean, my shade is, is different. So what separates my race? So when I say, when I say racism, I think that word to me is just one of those really hard to, to call somebody a, a racism. And if you do something that's racist, right, does that make you a racist? If you commit a crime, you go to prison. Are you now a convict for the rest of your life? Like, I don't know where you can can just narrow racism. I think it's just way too big and way too specific and important to just start throwing it around. Yeah. <laughs> With that said, um, yeah. he's racist. <laughs> <laughs> he went through that whole thing. I'm like, yeah, he's so. <laughs> No, so that's my defense. So yeah, therefore, right. since I'm denying it, I am oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I mean, yeah. you just gave that long scenario, and yeah, you fit it. Yeah. He's like, and he got, he got crickets after that. I'm like, yeah, he's still. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm on a show with uh, two people of color. I don't even know what to say anymore. What am I allowed to say now? Is it people? Oh, of color? say what you said on the last episode. No, I can't say that out loud. <laughs> oh um, my god, what did you say? <laughs> he just went with it. I like that. I like... <laughs> he didn't I say that was... anything. That's the funny no. thing. About it. Yeah. <laughs> he just went with it. You know, I shouldn't have said anything because then people go back to the previous episode and watch it. Exactly. <laughs> Let me see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think y'all should still go and listen to it just in case one of them lying or they. Ain't yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I know which one's lying. Yeah, yeah, that guy right there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're this trying to right us. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. worried about it. She got my back. Yeah. Oh. Way back, right? My way back. Oh, yeah, way way back. Mike. All the way back. Go, Mike. Go, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I don't have any more questions, Jim. Do you? You, you don't want to throw out a what would you I don't, I don't have any more questions, Jim. So if you was if you was queen, if you was queen for the day, let's just say, not like the army queen for the day. That's a different queen for the day. Oh, if, if you were queen for the day in America, what what would be the top thing you would change? Get rid of Mike James. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
Wow. That's a good question. It's so many things. I'll be honest. And because I haven't thought this process through, but um, one of the things that um, I was talking to my mom last night. Don't, don't, don't do my mom. I'm going to call her after this call. I'm going to call her. She she might be watching this. You should invite her to the show, Jim. No, no way. Jim will be very entertaining. Oh, that's a face to face. Jim would love her just because how much we don't like each other in a joking way. We it's a love hate thing going on, but go ahead. Sorry about that. Um, and I apologize, I don't know the names of the parties of the families involved in this story because I refused to to look it up when my mom was telling me because it, it was it, it just truly hurt my heart. But um, it happened here in Texas, and it was a a young lady was driving um, with her kids in a car. I think she had three kids. Um, one was a couple month old baby, maybe a three year old and a five year old. And they had just left um, from an outing with her mother and her mother, the young lady has had five kids. And so um, the other two kids and um, another one of the mother's daughters um, or the sister was in the car with the grandmother. Um, and so they were driving back to the old house and a drunk driver um, hit her. The mom with the three babies in the car hit her from behind um, at a high speed to where the car, car went in flames. Uh, the mother and the baby died instantly. And the other two kids um, died at the hospital. Um, the mom, the grandmother was driving and she saw the flames and started praying. She saw a guy sitting on the side of the road, not knowing that this was a drunk driver who had just killed her, her family. Um, I won't go into the full story, but this grandmother did an interview, a 20 something minute interview. And earlier that day, um, the same day, this gentleman supposedly was pulled over for drunk driving and they let him go. Um, and if there was anything that I could change, um, we're seeing because of the times that we're in, um, I know you guys saw, I, I have a drink or a cocktail here and there. I drink wine, but I'm very responsible. We have a lot of people in this world that are very irresponsible when it comes to drinking. One of the things that we found out is that this guy was a veteran. So it touches my heart um, because we want to say, oh, he didn't get the help that he needed. He he didn't do this. He was in between jobs. There's never a reason to get behind uh, a vehicle, the wheel of a vehicle, and you're in a condition like you're in. Because what you just did is you, you four lives are now gone. A family is destroyed forever because of the decision that you made. So if I was queen for a day, Jim, we need to put tougher laws on. We, we want to talk about um, gun violence and putting all of these laws on gun violence, but we need to put tougher laws in place when it comes to drinking and driving. We need to educate our kids more. We need to educate society more. We need to be tough when it comes to this because you're not putting your life in danger. It's not about your life. It's kind of like this whole thing with wearing a mask or not, you mm -hmm. know? 
it's about the lives that are around you. So that's something that I would do because that really touched my heart being a mom myself, um, having kids who are coming of age to drink, um, having little ones. I can't even imagine if that was to happen to my family. So my heart goes out to, of course, the victim and her family, but my heart also goes out to this guy and his family because now he has to live with this for the rest of his life that he killed those young kids. And he has a family as well that have to live with this to know that their loved one, their son, their father, their brother, their uncle did something so unthinkable, making such an irrational decision. So anyways, we can go on and on talking about that, but um, I pray for, for this grandma who now have to raise the rest of her, her grandkids. And um, I pray for her and her family that they get through it, that they stay strong. And those of us out there, if, if you know, help your friends out, help your buddies out. Even if it's not a friend, if it's just somebody you know or you see it, make it right. Call call police, call whomever and just make it right. Don't be a standby by a, a standby seeing something going down and you don't speak about it um, because it would suck to see that family or that person on the news and they've killed someone because of an irrational decision they made at a, at a, at a bad time. So yeah, I I agree. I think drunk driving has been a problem for a long time, but after 80 some odd episodes, I do understand why you drink daily though. I do. Oh, 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 I'm so, well, all right. Well, yeah, only on certain days of the week that recording. Every are, now yeah. and then, every now and then, a, a right, little yeah. cocktail or someone, and, and I want to make it known, and it's okay for people to drink. Like, I don't have a problem with people drinking. You just have to be responsible with mm. it, and that's the important thing. It's, being it's not always the person who's drinking. It's those who are around that person as well. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, if you see someone drinking too much or whatever, you're doing more, you're helping them more than, you know, aiding them and abetting them to harm someone else. That's true. You know Take their I mean? keys. We hear yeah. it all the time. Take their keys. There's no damn reason that anybody drinking and driving Uber, Lyft, like yeah. calm people. Yeah. You know. Sleep in the stall in the men's room. Hello. I mean, that's quite nasty, but it's better than getting it's an option. It's, it's, an option. It is, it's definitely an option. <laughs> it, it, it's definitely an option. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to take a away. Totally different with that, Jim. That's why I didn't want to bring up the queen for a day question. But that was a good one. That was a good one. That one touched me. You know, the other one, I'll, maybe on the next time. Yeah, I'm next one. Next uh, one. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I thought yeah. she was the queen every day. So what is it? Oh yeah, I'm I'm the queen in my home every day. Like that's a given. Yeah, uh, yeah. No. I, I know. I see it. I see yeah. it. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, that's why Mike says he has a blank wall. He don't have kindness matters. Because it all depends what you say. So if you don't let him put something on his wall, he can't put it on his wall. Two yeah. most important things, Jim. Kindness matters matters and and solace. Right. I get it. I get it. <laughs> That's today. Tomorrow that might change, but whatever she's wearing, bro. So, so we'll stop badgering you with questions. So, but this is, I guess, uh, that that could have been your pull the pin too. Yeah, right? I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna fix that. In the, in the oh, I like that. Let's yeah. pull, 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 yeah. Let's definitely pull the pin on that nonsense. 
I agree. Maybe, maybe even your solution might require more. Just harsher laws might not prevent it. But, you know, let's be more serious about it, I'd say. Because yeah. drunk driving has been around for a long time. It kills more people than probably COVID has ever. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. I like that. All right. So, Mike, did you want to do a shout-out or, or do you want to give any more? Nothing? No. Well, if I do a shout-out, I'm going to give a shout-out to probably the uh, most beautiful woman in the world and uh, the most intelligent woman in the world. Um, yeah. Who's that? No, I just said if I was going to give a shout-out, I would do that. I wanted to hear a name. You know, oh, so wherever you at, where, sir, I was about to say, because wherever you at right now doing this podcast, you're going to sleep there. And I, I believe, see me in the garage. I believe that's the garage. <laughs> Chill, man. Oh, you Chill. mean you're out, you're out of your daughter's room already? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on up. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> yes. He went from his daughter's room to his little five-year-old son room, kicked him out of his room. Like, Whoa. dude. Get it together. Yeah, is, this, out. is this part of the show? <laughs> yes, yeah, still it is. It is. But, but, but we can we can pull it here because I think this is just going to get more and more embarrassing uh, for Mike at least. Uh, I'm off the hook no matter what he calls me. So, Alicia, we do appreciate you coming on. I'm, I'm glad we finally got you on here. It's pretty awesome. You do need to come back. Thank you. I would love to. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, it's awesome. I love it. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. Stay strong in this. And whenever y'all are ready for me to come back, I'll love to come back and talk right. about something else. We'll talk about some cybersecurity stuff. That's right. That would be Cyber awesome. Security. Yeah, so I can keep my internet connected next time I have somebody on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how you say roll tide. As long as you say roll tide, we good. Oh, all right. I'll put that as my password. Oh, wait, wait. No. Uh, anyways, we're gonna cut it here. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Mr. Mike James, for putting up with, uh, wow. Really? wow. You know, you got to put up a lot. Good job, Mike. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you had a great time. We hope to see you one day on the show or at least support us is what we do. And until next time, Godspeed. Hey, and pull the pin. <laughs>